Hi listeners, today I'm at Welling again and this time I'm doing Welling versus Torquay United. There seems to be a bunch of, uh, I'd say about 10 Torquay fans and they are making a huge racket like there's 500 of them here. Looks like a really good day today, sunshine is out, the press box is full from BBC Press here and we're looking to have a good game. I've heard Torquay haven't been doing well at the moment, Welling have done so, Welling put Torquay to bed. And I don't mean to sleep and bore them to death. I mean win a game today. We will see what happens. The teams are going to come out in a minute and then we'll get away. I'm liking the look of this. The Welling mascot, his shirt isn't tight enough. It must be his 50th birthday because his name's Davey and he's got 50 on his back. Well, happy birthday to you, Dave. I hope you enjoy your game today. And Welling, do give you a result. Wow, wow. Where to start on this game? The first half has been absolutely manic here at the Welling game. The score is one all, but it could have been countless. I don't know what's happened. I think the heat's got to both teams, and they are playing some of the craziest football I've seen in a long while. The game is fast-paced. Both teams making so much mistakes because of the game so far-paced. But Welling scored pretty early on with number 32 Vidal. That seems to score a left foot half volley straight into the sort of centre of the goal this is after good work down the right wing by number 22 from then on you thought that Welling would sort of take their time and, and relax on it but it just seemed to go even more crazier 17 had a couple of good chances for Torquay to put the ball in the net and he missed for me the ball over the top for Welling is the best ball they can have the Torquay defence are really slow or they're not switched on properly and what's happened is every time the ball's gone over number 22's had great chances number 17's held the ball up really really well Torquay have just found themselves in trouble it happened so much so that one ball over the top again and the keeper came running out to stop the attack and he caught the ball but fell outside the area with the ball in his hand still and was sent off by the referee the game is definitely in Welling's favour now because of that they made a substitution they took off a number 24 and brought on the other goalkeeper with the resulting free kick Welling missed but again Torquay haven't learnt anything from it they're still letting Welling get the ball over the back and it happened again the ball popped over the back number 7 this time for Welling chipped the keeper as the keepers come out but it's bounced and hit the crossbar and gone out for a goal kick but in between all this craziness the number 5 for Welling he was making a good run down the right hand side and pulled up and he came off injured with it seems like a, a hamstring injury but which was a shame because he seemed like he was going to do really really well on this right hand side with 22 they linked up pretty well Torquay one of their best bets for them I don't know what they're going to do they're going to have to get their team in together and rally round their players but really calm down but one of their best assets at the moment which is a shame because I like football to be played on the ground and played how it should be but their best asset is number six he has such a long throw that any foul sort of in the Welling half, he throws it, launches it straight into the box and it has caused Welling a few troubles. So despite all of that, Torquay have managed to go in at half-time, one all. Okay, and this is because uh, number three, Daniel Butler, managed to curl a free kick, which was, I would say, at least 30 yards out. He seemed to just be curling the free kick towards the far post for someone to get their head on it and no one got their head on it and it just bounced straight in to the goal number 70 for Torquay again as I said he had glorious chances to, to score when they went down to 10 men he had an absolute sit-out it was like a one-on-one -on -one 
with the keeper and what he did was he pulled his shot wide and it went off for a goal kick and they can't miss too many of them chances I don't think they'll actually have too many of them chances anyway I don't know what's going to happen for the second half but if I was Wellington's manager I would be telling them to calm down relax we've got the extra man we are looking dangerous with the ball over the top and try and play that I would definitely go two up top and play Vidal just behind the two and get some late runners from midfield to do some long running stretch the, stretch the team or make them come in short and play the ball over the top ok well let's see what happens in the second half it looks like it's going to be an absolute stormer of a game ok so the whistle's just blown in and I don't even know where to start what I do know is that it was a very slow second half. Both teams came out and they passed the ball a lot better between the two of them. It was more controlled. Welling were the better side just due to having the extra man. But it was an absolute crazy last 10 minutes of the game. Could have gone to either side. We had great chances by both teams. Players maybe whether they were tired or not. But they were snatching at chances which they shouldn't have snatched at to actually finish this game off. A very, very dubious incident happened um, involving the number three for Welling, Ben Jefford, and the number two for Torquay, James Hurst. What happened was it seemed to be an off-the-ball incident and James Hurst went down holding his face and Ben Jefford just uh, ran off. The referee did call over the fourth official to see what happened and the fourth official did say that something happened but instead of sending off Ben Jefford, what he did was uh, just book Ben Jefford. Now, this is obviously a decision that would have influenced the game, would have levelled the... Uh, the playing field at 10 men apiece but didn't so well he still had that man advantage but couldn't take the full advantage uh, of the extra man great chances fell um, to Welling um, number 7 he was on the left wing he did a great cut in as he cut in he's pulled out a shot he curled it for the far top corner and the substitute keeper has made an absolute blinding save he's just tipped the ball over the bar from the resulting corner nothing happened the funniest thing is uh, Torquay with 10 men, had two great chances to, to win the game. A long throw by a number six. It was flicked on by number 22. Number seven seems to have come round the back unmarked, but he was stretching for the ball. I don't know whether he was tired, but he seemed to be stretching for the ball and just got underneath it and kicked the ball over the bar, which should have, could have, should have, would have, could have taken the game to Torquay and they would have won that, I reckon, at that point. The second chance for Torquay again was a number seven. He, this time he was on the left wing. He faked his shot, cut back, and the number 23 fell on the floor. As he's cut back, he's drilled his left foot shot across the face of the goal. The keeper's made a great save, but he's only palmed it out towards the centre of the goal. And luckily for Welling, number three was there to clear it off for a throw-in. These two chances easily could have taken the game to Torquay, and Welling would have been guided. I would say Welling should be very, very disappointed. Um, with 11 men, they should have taken that on and won that game, actually. But they couldn't make the extra man count, and they should have done. Um, this could be why they're in the position that they're in. They need to start taking these chances, especially when teams come down to Welling, come to their home ground, don't play really well, and manage to come away with points. This week, it was Torquay. Last week, it was Tranmere. And this is not what they need if they want to go on and definitely stay up in this league, um, let alone push to challenge for anything. Anyway, guys, it's great talking to you again. Next week, I'm at West Ham on Monday, so uh, let's see what happens with that game. So I'd just like to say it was great talking to Matt Schillings on the other end of the line for PA Sports all the way down in Howden. It was a good game, entertaining. We didn't know where we was half the time. Some of the times it was just so 
hectic and frantic, especially the first half, we seemed to find our feet. And together, I think we made a great team there. It was good stuff working with you. Um, a pleasure, and hopefully I'll work with you again pretty soon, Matt. So that's it. Honours even here, and Welling must be disappointed with that. OK, guys, that's me. I'm going to go, and I'll see you at my next match. Take care. Bye.